With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, this is the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and you're listening to Worldwide on VOCNation.com, baby. VOC Nation Radio Network Wrestling with History, the voice of choice Bruce Ford, Killer Ken Resnick, and uh, the legend maker, wonderful Willie Bill After back again for another week of Wrestling with History. And uh, we're exclusive to VOC Nation Radio Network, but you can also find us wherever you find your favorite podcast, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you like to listen. Uh, we're also available on YouTube, and uh, over 6,000 people have chose to watch instead of listen the last couple weeks. And we want to continue to have you do that. So search for VOC Nation Radio Network on YouTube. Subscribe. You get every show that we do. And uh, In the Room, which airs on Tuesday nights, that also is available for video. We'll continue to enhance that content. But, guys, a loaded show this week. And I think off the, the bat, off the top of the show, I think the biggest news of the week, and we're recording this uh, on a Tuesday night, January 26, 2021. We're just a couple of days removed from major announcement by the WWE. Their award-winning WWE Network, which I saw advertised as they did their super show in India in Florida today. Uh, the award-winning WWE Network is going by the wayside, it's going to be phased into the NBC Universal Peacock Network. And I think everybody knows the news, but I'm wait, wait, that's not totally, totally true. First of all, welcome everybody, and great to be here with Killer Ken and the voice of choice. Who's it's not totally true. Okay, tell me what's true then, Bill, because you, what is you have true this is that this is domestic only. I found out that the people outside of the United States will still be accessing through the WWE network for now. So yeah, well for now, because they, you know, Peacock is not, uh, um, worldwide. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that may change in the future, but I did get a lot of questions and I reached out to some of my, uh, high level contacts in the WWE and they had told me at this point it is domestic only. And I, I get Peacock for free on uh, Comcast network, and I was going through Peacock, and this is before this whole thing is implemented, and they, they have a lot of content on there already. They have the Monday Night War on there. You wow. know, well, okay. what I, I think is really interesting, and it, it, it's pretty indicative of any time something like this happens, it's because, you know, the profit structure. I mean, if it was great, you don't turn it over to 
to somebody else. And Bill, as you mentioned, and I, I'm the same way, I, I, you know, I've got Comcast, which is the largest cable provider in the country. And if you read through it, you know, I get Peacock free and then said, if you have Peacock, you can add the WWE network, but for only $4 a month with, commercials. And, you know, with commercials, with commercials, but that revenue, obviously, you know, none of us are privy to the exact details, but that $4 is going to be split between, you know, NBC, Universal, Comcast, Peacock. Well, yeah, I thought and- it was if you have Peacock already on your cable system that the WWE Network, will, you won't be charged anymore for that. But if you get it you'll, through Roku or something. You'll, you'll, you'll get the, the library, but live programming like any of the pay-per-views, you have to pay $4 a month for. But okay, I, it, it's interesting that, you know, WWE of that nine ninety five right now, they get all nine ninety five, And now, you know, the majority of the country is going to be able to get the network for only $4, which that revenue, you know, what the split is, if it's 70, 30, 60, 40, 50, 50. It is 499, they said. Is, is going to be split. I, on Peacock, I think it's, it's $4 if you already have Peacock, okay. which the majority of Comcast cable users have, as you do and I do, for nothing. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. great. So the official release from WWE says WWE Network will be available on Peacock for $4.99 a month or $9.99 without ads. That price includes access to pay-per-view events such as Fastlane, SummerSlam, and the granddaddy of all wrestling showdowns, WrestleMania. Shame on them for saying WrestleMania uh, on CNN, this is. WWE fans will also get access to original series. This agreement won't impact the show's Raw on the USA Networks or SmackDown on Fox, which has separate deals and will continue to air mm-hmm. as usual. So I, I think the question is, and by the way, this deal is a five-year contract valued at over $1 billion. So this is a, a major deal for the WWE. And uh, the, the amazing thing is, and here's, here's some of what I want to get into, the WWE in the last, what, three years has done two multi-billion deal, dollar deals, well, one with Fox and one with the USA Network. And, Which is part of NBC. Right. That, I'm sorry. One with NBC Universal for this right. deal. Yeah. Um, that uh, has changed the dynamic for all time of how we will uh, watch the wrestling product. Because I don't think live events are at all what they consider their bread and butter anymore. And it's probably been that way for a long period of time. But this cements the, uh, the transition to the digital way of doing things, right? Yeah, it does. And, and I think the future of this, and this is nothing that I know, I think the future of this, because of the long relationship WWE has had with NBC 30 years, going back to the Dick Ebersole days, I have a feeling they are either going to wind up with a minority or majority stake in the WWE, and we're going to see the McMahon family, or at least Stephanie uh, and Triple H, uh, working that company for NBC eventually, that NBC will wind up with that product, and Stephanie and Triple H will uh, will be the people that will run that for NBC. 
you know, one of the other things that, that'll be <clears throat> interesting, Bill, as you point out, you know, uh, Raw is on USA, which is an NBC Universal Comcast property. Peacock is now going to be basically the domestic home of the WWE Network, which is also an NBC Comcast Universal. You've got to wonder at some point NBC is going to say, you know, we don't really like the idea of this product being on Fox as well. I've got to wonder what this is going to mean for the long term of SmackDown itself or certainly SmackDown staying on Fox. I think it's going to jettison when that contract's up. I think NBC's going to find some way with the McMahons to bring that, bring everything in house yeah. and, and WWE will be an NBC branded product. Yep. And here's my question to the two of you. First to Ken, you think back to WCW and when Turner sold out to AOL time Warner and it truly changed the a dynamic of WCW. Now consider this WWE is a publicly traded company. They have standards and practices practices already. It's not run like a territory by any stretch, but could this be the end of professional wrestling? If, if WWE goes and absorbs into NBC universal as, as we think it, it could be, uh, could that be it? I mean, is there a chance that NBC just says, well, not quite working out for us and uh, we'll, we'll pass. And, and, and that's it. Is, is that, is that uh, all a possibility, w- Ken? W- what did you tell me just a minute ago? The value of this deal was. Or maybe I answered my own question. Yeah, exactly. You're the if, expert. They, if they put up a billion dollars, the answer to that question is no, it's not going away. It, it, you know, they may uh, try and, you know, reduce some of the R-rated storylines, but um, if they had any idea of of doing away with it, they wouldn't be investing, you know, this amount of money. I agree with him. AOL had, you know, had AOL. NBC is a television company and if you think about the hours of new programming WWE produces each week, and I've said before, you know, we talk about the wrestling side, so does most everybody. But one of the other things WWE has become is a massive production company. Right. You know, they produce wrestling mm-hmm. right now. I can maybe see some of the wrestling reduced and NBC using their production capabilities for other TV programming. And let's face it, you know, they kind of did the, the Big Brother spinoff on, on the network. They've done some movies. But I, I think, at least my opinion, Bruce, it, it, it's almost the opposite, you know, with a additional $1 billion contribution and the longstanding relationship, I think it ensures the stability of pro wrestling at at the very least as an entertainment venue for NBC. It it may become more entertainment, but I think it'll always be there. NBC sees the value of what wrestling's been since its infancy. Wrestling was always a TV product. And Bruce, to say 
you know, uh, did, uh, do they want to like kill it or do away with it? No, they're like Ken just said, they're investing so much money in this that I think it's going to flourish even more. I think that uh, sometimes like when they had the Saturday night's main event uh, on nights that Saturday Night Live or other shows might not be on, they're going to pop in a, a, a pro wrestling sports entertainment spectacle. Let me ask the other side of that question then, Bill. Uh, does this mean, so I see this all the time on the internet, fans talking about the ratings and how terrible the ratings are and how terrible the product is. And listen, I'll be first to say I'm not uh, a big fan of the current product. You know, if I'm going to pop in the WWE Network, I'm watching Saturday Night's Main Event from 1987, probably. NBC. But does this validate that the ratings that they're doing are very, very valuable to folks like NBC and Fox. And, and it's not what the casual fan thinks because they're comparing it to the, the glory years of 1999. The fan that watches the product and goes on the internet to mainly knock what it is, is not what NBC, Universal, Peacock is looking at. They're looking at putting on an entertainment, sports entertainment, pro wrestling show for they're going to get more viewers. This is going to be exposed more than it ever was in terms of saturation of fans. So no, they're looking at this as they're excited about this thing and they're going, they're going to advertise it. They're going to push it. You're going to see WWE superstars, even on more and more programs on the whole NBC family. You know, and, and, and Bruce, there's one other thing and Bill to, to consider as they look for, additional programming run into time slots they need to fill with WWE, you know, already having the performance center, which basically, you know, has been transformed into a soundstage. Right. Mm -hmm. And the, the major stars are, you know, under guaranteed contracts that if you think about it, if they decide they want to end, you know, bring back, say, a Saturday night main event or put a live event on on some night, in reality, that is going to be far cheaper for right. NBC to have a two-hour live event from the, the Performance Center. Everything is, is already in place. You're just using wrestlers that are already under contract then coming up with a, a some other live or primetime programming, the cost of adding another wrestling show would be just a fraction of, of any other primetime that would draw you a million, two million people. But, but here's something no one has addressed, okay? I'm a WWE wrestler. I'm a main event guy, right? My contract's coming up now, right? And the McMahon's offered me a new contract. And now I'm saying like, you know what? They just made this zillion trillion dollar deal with NBC am I going to hold out and say I need more money now because look at what you just made from this company or do I entertain an offer from AEW I, I, I think the problem there is other than AEW which I you know I I think one of the AEW problems is they don't have a real large depth on, on their roster but they can only take so many big names. And, and it's only the big names that would have that kind of bargaining power. And I think you're exactly right. 
And at some point, it, it's kind of going to become what happened when Vince kind of first took over the country. You're, you may be faced with, you know, taking this, you know, large contract that may not be what you think you're worth or try and make that on the independent circuit. Yeah. And some of them, right. Go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. Independent circuit. No, there, <laughs> there is some of it left. Uh, listen, just kind of going back to what I said in the very beginning and maybe articulating this a little bit better, Ken, you almost validated what I said because I think this is the death of the live event. And that scares me. Part of what I love and have always loved about pro wrestling is the reaction of the fans. Um, that to me is just as valuable as what's going on in the ring or on TV. <laughs> Listening to the pop and seeing how people react that is 50% of the product. So NBC saying, well, it's much cheaper to do this on a soundstage in front of 35 people, uh, you know, in a, in a closed off area. And that's scary as a wrestling fan. And uh, is that what we're seeing? Is that what could this could evolve or devolve into? Well, I, I think, you know, part of it, once the pandemic gets under control, which may well be the, you know, not until almost 2022, when people feel totally safe of, you know, going into, you know, in, in closed crowds. But if you think about it, Bruce, even before the pandemic, the house shows, they were, for the most part, losing money, they were keeping mm -hmm. the talent busy and on the road, right? And I think it's going to be a, a long time. And with the right soundstage or even smaller arenas, you can make, you know, uh, 2,000 people look like 12,000. And I, I, mm -hmm. I think other... And you have NWA power at that point. Yeah, but I, I think other than the, the pay-per-views that, you know, the WrestleMania, King of the Rings, SummerSlam, which they can, you know, know they're going to draw, you know, really good crowds for. I, I think, you know, the, the house shows in, in a lot of cities, you know, uh, it used to be they would, you know, generally do a house show Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then go to Monday Night Raw, then go somewhere else and take, you know, Tuesday Night SmackDown. I, I think those days, Bruce, are, are probably coming to an end or – are going to be greatly reduced. Do you know how much money WWE has saved? They're making these huge contracts now, uh, like with uh, Peacock, uh, the amount of money that they're saving, and it's put a lot of people out of work on the road crews that they were doing. I mean, that, that's astronomical when I'd go to a show in Philadelphia and it's a 13, 14,000 capacity for wrestling or 15, 16,000. And there's 9,000 people there and the merchandise is selling well, but the buses, the, the tour buses, the transportation to get people there, the road crew, the people that are putting up the rent, every, none of that's happening at this point. Right. Ken, like you were saying, they're on a soundstage now and for NBC, hey, Vince, we need a, a show for two weeks from now live from the performance center, push the button and it's right there. Well, think yeah, about, I mean, you know, the, they, they don't need production trucks. They, you know, 
and even for the house shows, I mean, they're, they're saving money, which they were losing on anyways. I mean, they were thrilled if they could break even. There's no more airfare, no more hotels, no more, you know, meals. All of this stuff is... Oh, catering, you know what that costs. <laughs> Seriously. No, I was in the AWA, you know, the hot dogs oh. weren't that expensive. Those were White Castle sliders. Never mind. Think about this, and, and we can move on. Uh, think about the super show in India this afternoon, which was at the soundstage, you know, wherever they're at, Tropicana Field, uh, the Thunderdome. I, they don't have to spend money on flights. They don't have to spend money on a hotel. They're not getting stuck on a tarmac. They're just taping it right there, and it's for India. But, you know, it's the same as every, any other show. Yeah, it is. That's even even like the Royal Rumble. So I know we have a, an agenda plan, but I want to throw something in here. Throw it this in. Is, this is and that this you got is a, for video for YouTube, Bill. I want to, I want the motion of the throw. Oh. All right, I want to throw go. something in here. That's that, like a Tom Brady pass. Uh, I don't follow the, that stuff. Okay. All right, I don't follow. All right, throw it in. I'm a wrestling and boxing guy. All right, but in the meantime, this Sunday is the Royal Rumble, and on um, Monday Night Raw, Edge made an announcement that he's coming back. And I think that's fantastic. But what I am seeing because of that announcement, do you think that they're shaky, that there's not enough household names on the Royal Rumble to make this the Royal Rumble that everybody wants to see? What do you two One think? One word, absolutely. <laughs> You're yeah. absolutely right. There's just, uh, you know, when and we've talked about it, Bruce and I have many times before, you know, you joined with us, Bill, you know, back in the 80s in, you know, WWF, AWA, WCW, there were must-see talents. Yep. If, if Hulk was going to be on the show, people tuned in. If there was a Piper's Pit, people would tune in to see Roddy Piper or to see the Macho Man or to see... George, you know, the animal, they all had must see larger than life talents. You know, everyone had multiple. And if, if I would say to you, tell me the one full-time WWE talent that you would categorize today as must see, who, who would you say? Well, politically, of course, I say everybody. You know, <laughs> I, I always watch what I say, but no, that would probably, uh, um, at this point, that's probably why they're bringing Goldberg back too, because he's, even though, uh, his performance hasn't been up to what it used to be, he's still a brand, he's still a brand name. So with, in my opinion, in my opinion, the way that this is going, I think that, um, and I'd like to see, hear your opinions too. Uh, I think with all the hoopla that they're doing about Daniel O'Brien, I think he'll end up uh, as the winner and go on to WrestleMania. So what, what do you two think? Who are your picks? Um, oh, Ken, great reaction. Well, I, I mean, it, it's like kind of a, meh. You know, I, I mean, that's to, you know, what, what you pointed out earlier, that there's um, – you know, Goldberg has got the match with Drew McIntyre, so that, you know, he's not really, uh, you know, I don't think a 
candidate to, to go on to WrestleMania. But again, you know, I, out of the Royal Rumble, it's kind of like, you know, whoever wins. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, Edge, I mean, it's a great story, but I, I don't think anybody looks at him as a long-term on-top talent. I mean, he's great when he comes back. It's a huge story. People are, are really interested, but, you know, I, I, I don't think, uh, you know, Edge is someone they're going to would put the belt on to, to carry the, the franchise long-term. And, and that, as you identified, is kind oh, of the problem. Totally agree. Yeah. Here's, here's what totally I see. Agree. Unfortunately, I think you're going to see a situation again where Bill Goldberg is involved in the title picture heading into WrestleMania because there's name value there. And I think you, you hit on it. Uh, I forget which one of you said it, but they have a real problem with lack of mega stars. And, and maybe they're realizing that. Yeah, and he's maybe, not in the rumble. But maybe this TV deal. He's not in the rumble. No, but he's fighting Drew McIntyre for the championship, correct? Right. Yeah, yeah so I, I can't yes. see them putting Goldberg over Drew McIntyre and, and they've done it before Goldberg to to WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree with Ken. I agree with Ken. Listen, I mean, you can't work. Do you know what? And, and, I'll tell you something. I hope not, but wrestling fans bless Drew McIntyre for something that I read just a few minutes before we came on the air that he said they were talking about him down the road with the fiend, and he said the WWE title should not have any relationship to a character like that where it's a, it's a weird storyline, et cetera. It should just be about wrestling and with honor defending that WWE championship. I, that is the best comment I have heard from any of their talent in ages. In okay. Ages. But they may have Bray Wyatt. They may have Bray Wyatt win the Royal Rumble. That's my thought here. Yeah, well, that, I, I mean, I, I agree completely with what drew mcintyre said but the question you know i'll I'll post to both of you but specifically you know bill you're because you're more in tune it's a great thought i admire him for saying it but do you think the titan tower uh, is going to give that a thought i mean they even this week on raw with all you know the quick change and the magic and this and that I, i mean it's it's like they do. are all do, in on the entertainment aspect. No, no, I, 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 I do. And I'll tell you why. Because when he wrestled Keith Lee a few weeks ago, it was the best match I've on Raw. It was the best match I've seen in WWE in a long time. And I think that they're taking this one guy, Drew McIntyre, and letting him be a professional wrestler. Well, and we'll see. Just my we'll thought. See, we'll see what fans have to – I mean – WrestleMania will be in front of some number of fans. And I also think that's why they're, they're uh, jazzing up the marquee because they, they want people to pay for those overpriced tickets. And uh, especially in the secondary markets, there's a lot of money in that. Uh, but I, I could see Edge uh, being prominently featured, maybe with Randy Orton again to close the loop on that storyline. Uh, Bill, I, I, 
the, the whole thing, and, and just to tie it back to what you said about Drew McIntyre and respect the, for the championship, the continuity with the storyline with Goldberg isn't there. I mean, if he's saying that, remember on TV, the whole premise with Bill Goldberg was that uh, Drew McIntyre has no respect for legends. So how does that tie together? I mean, aren't, aren't they a little bit out of sorts? I think this, I think that most of the fan. I think that piece of this storyline is not going to be um, really played up. I think it's just him against another older championship wrestler. And I think at the end of the match, they're going to hug or something, whatever happens. I just think, I think it'll be a fairly decent contest. And, you know, Goldberg is not what Goldberg used to be. Now, just getting back to to what I was saying, Bray Wyatt has not uh, been announced for the Royal Rumble. So, what I I think I think they have to do something with Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss, and Bray Wyatt, and I have a feeling that's going to be some somehow mixed up in some title picture going toward WrestleMania. I don't know what it is, but it's just a thought. Well, the the, the problem with you know it, and I th- I think you're right. I think there there's kind of two major storylines. Whoever wins the Royal Rumble and based on what I think they're going to do, you know, I, I don't think it's going to involve, you know, Randy Orton or, or Bray Wyatt, because remember the winner of the Royal Rumble get, will get a shot at, you know, either Goldberg or Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. And I think you're right that the Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, that's going to be like the other major mm-hmm. track mm-hmm. going into to WrestleMania. But the and guy, that's why I, 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 I kind of think Edge might be a, a, a one off in this instance because it's got to be, they, they've got to tie in Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. With Edge, though, at the end, of, at the, a great victory would be the last two guys in the ring, Edge and Daniel Bryan, and they put on an incredible four or five minutes and Daniel Bryan wins it. However, however, um, maybe the guy who wins the Royal Rumble, if it's Daniel Bryan, might not get to WrestleMania. That, that's always a possibility. Right. Showing me well, and, and, and one of the things I, I am, am seeing more and more and always try and factor in, the reality is WWE is not really targeting any of us as their audience. You know, they're looking for that about 18 to 40 year old. And I think, you know, that's what they've been targeting the last couple of years. I think that's one of the reasons NBC made the the huge commitment in buy-in because they're looking for that like 18 to 40 year old audience that is going to be into the entertainment and the magic and really not care about the psychology. And they're the ones out there with the discretionary income that are going to be buying the products they see advertised. So that's what, what I'm starting to factor in there. You know, Bill, like you said, what a great match. I think could have a great, you know, five, 10 minute, you know, match at the end of, of Royal rumble, you and I and Bruce would probably love that. But the 18 to 40-year-olds would be going boring. Well, remember, the 18 to 40-year-olds love Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So if it winds up at WrestleMania, the main event, Drew McIntyre against Daniel Bryan in a wrestling match, I 
I have to say that I think that would be something the that demographic would like. All right, we've got to take a break. I've got to leave Ooh. you two things. <laughs> you got to move on. I got to take a break. I'll leave you with two things as we go into the break. The first is if you're watching and you subscribe to YouTube, VOC Nation Radio Network, and we need another 600 subscribers to get into monetization territory, you got to see me in my pajamas as I walk back to get the rest of the Right. So that's first. My wife said, don't get up from the chair. You're in your pajama pants. Don't forget. And I forgot. That's number one. Number two is, and we'll go to the break with this. You heard it from me first. I would not be surprised on the backside of this deal for over a billion dollars if one of the final four in the nine, the 2021 Royal Rumble is CM Punk. Back on the other side, wrestling with history worldwide in the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOC Nation. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legans every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Wrestling with history worldwide in the VOC Nation Radio Network. Make sure you subscribe to VOC Nation either on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and uh, my favorite too, iHeartRadio and Radio.com. You can find us anywhere uh, or on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google, play. Oh, they're, they're, he's, my phone's going to light up. Uh, but, hey, G-O-O-G-L-E, play VOC Nation Radio <laughs> Network. You'll get our latest podcast. And besides this show, you get a whole lot of uh shows here on the network and uh, our new tagline is voc nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in wrestling history with hosts like wonderful willie the legend maker bill after killer ken resnick uh shelly martinez who was aerial in in uh, wwe and salinas and tna you have west briscoe uh, part of the the legendary briscoe family 
and uh, the Stro, Stro Maestro, Sassy Steffi, also looking for some new talent. So if you're an independent star, a budding independent star, or if you're a legend that uh, wants to get your name out there as conventions start to come back around, we're looking for a couple new hosts as uh, as we try to expand. So uh, look for- Oh, I was negotiating with Vince. He's going to get back to me. There we go. Thank okay. you. Thank you. I'd love Vince McMahon to do a podcast on VOC. No, I, that's not the... Oh, yeah, right. That's the... Uh, Wasn't he negotiating with ad-free shows? Unquestionably. Never mind. Uh, hey, hey we should take one quick sec. You know, we've acknowledged we taped this on Tuesday. It'll, it'll drop Wednesday. But yeah. we should wish happy birthday to the Stro. Yes, happy birthday, yes, my Yes, happy Stroh. birthday. Fair birthday, Stro. Bill, you want to lead us in a little, um, a little tune? I will do that, and then I have something else to talk about really quickly, very quickly. Ken, uh, you're going to lift your shirt? We, we want to sing it or wrap it? Uh, your choice. Yo, hold, hold on a minute. Hang on a minute. Uh-oh. Hang on a minute. It is the maestro's birthday, so like wish him a happy birthday on Twitter or Facebook. He's got his hat. Yo, like happy birthday, Destro. Happy birthday to yo. Happy birthday, Destro. Happy birthday to yo. There that, we go. That's it. So Very look, good. look before I know we have a lot of t- topics. I just want to plug one thing. Yeah. Last night at eleven o'clock at night on the WWE Network, I watched the Pat Patterson documentary, My Way. That was the best documentary I've seen done. It's one hour. If you have the WWE Network, please watch this. It's fabulous. Awesome. That's it. And Ken is uh, anti WWE Network because he doesn't get any royalties. No. Well, but what Bill said harkens back to what we, we talked about before the break, that one of the other reasons I think NBC was willing to pay that is because WWE is a great and large production company. Content and maker. Wow. Very well done. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Award so, winning. I, I and, mean, if, if you stop and think about between – you know, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, all the other live programming and new programming, WWE is producing about, you know, 15 to 20 hours of television every week. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, for sure. And and you get all the classic stuff too. So make sure that you make, get your Peacock or your WWE Network, whatever, whatever it is these days. <laughs> <laughs> Make do sure you, do you, you know why they call it the Peacock Network? Yeah, NBC used to use the Peacock and still does as their right. uh, logo. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that. Sure. Really? Yeah. Did you not know that, Bruce? Of course I knew that. Come why on. Did you, you went like, go. I, no, sure. I, I grew up with uh, four channels. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, By the way, VOCNation.com, if you uh, haven't gone there, check it out. We're going to be redesigning the site in the coming weeks, uh, which is a major expense. So that's another reason to subscribe (laughs) to the content and uh, and listen. Listen for more than 10% of the shows. That helps us to fund the network and bring you all of the great personalities that I mentioned. Uh, Also, uh, VOCNationShirts.com or on the left-hand side of the 
main website, you get your shirt, Killer Ken shirt. You got all of the shows that we do here. Uh, we get a small commission. And when I say small, I mean small commission from Pro Wrestling Tees. But it does help support the shows and, uh, and support the talent here. So make sure that you do that. Guys, I want to get into some feedback from last week's show. We covered the first WrestleMania. We took people behind the scenes. And uh, we got some feedback from that show. And the first one is from uh, Cena's Bald Spot. And uh, Cena's Bald Spot, he or she says, back then, Vince was a genius. Today, not so much. It's a loaded statement and um, typical fan statement. But I think Vince just made a billion-dollar deal. Wouldn't you consider him to still be a genius? One thing about uh, Vince, when it comes to anything wrestling – he is a genius businessman. I mean, the, the XFL, the supplements, the pro bodybuilding, not so much. But when it comes to wrestling, as we talked about last week, his bet on the first WrestleMania was all in. He had all the chips on the table. And anything wrestling and business-wise, Vince has won and generally won big. And keep in mind, he now has a huge staff. You can't com- count how many people. Back then, there was a few people doing it. It's a whole well, different Ar- Arnie Skolan, Pat Patterson, uh, George Scott. Monson. That was basically mm-hmm. the, the, the booking and talent staff. Yeah. You, know? uh, you, you could hold it in anybody's office. They didn't need an auditorium or a large conference room. The Holland Hotel is where it was at. I was there. Here's an interesting take from Phoenix Zero. Uh, Vince had ambition and foresight along with being fortunate enough to pretty much inherit the most lucrative wrestling territory, enabling you to afford to raid most of the other territories of their most popular talent, going after the mainstream and catering more to families who, who a blessing, who had a blessing, uh, and with the latter a curse, in my opinion, um, I won't go back to read that and try to understand it. Some of the smart things Vince did are certainly the things he doesn't do anymore, though, like allowing others to run aspects of the product that he knew wasn't particularly in such a strong as booking. uh... Okay, so this guy is trying, or or lady, is trying to say that Vince, uh, in the past, would let other people do things that he wasn't so strong at. Uh, But what, what they're saying right now is that Vince has been out of touch for decades at this point. Uh, going back to uh, the later part of the 80s. I'm not so sure. I mean, do, do we forget the Attitude Era? Uh, do we forget all the money that they made in the beginning of the, the uh, 21st century with, with John Cena and, and JBL? I mean, I think he's done a pretty good job. Yeah, the, the product has evolved. And, you know, he can't keep his finger on the entire business. He's Again, he's got people that talk to him about what's going on. He's not always the final person that says this is going to happen or this is not going to happen during a, a wrestling show, et cetera. He has people that do that now. Back then it was all him, but he has moved on as best as he can with the times. Well, and I, I think another point, I wouldn't argue with, with much of the, of the last comment, but the one thing, you know, old school fans of today, I think, kind of lose sight of, you know, in the 80s, 90s, early 2000, world, the World Wrestling Federation was a wrestling company. Correct. Today, the World Wrestling Entertainment 
is a entertainment television production company and what they produce is wrestling but their first focus is on the television entertainment aspect correct not the wrestling aspect yeah i i totally uh, i mean you hit it hit it right on the head and i think that goes into everything that we said in the beginning of the show it's all about entertainment wrestling is just the uh the part of it's one part of that entertainment and Vince has always been more interested in the entire show. That was the whole point of our WrestleMania show. That was a variety show. Vince McMahon saying, I'm giving you a show. Wrestling's at the center. It's on the marquee for, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, but this is a show I'm bringing you entertainment. So, yeah. Well, and, and and to go back a a second, Bruce, uh, the, the first comment you read you know, saying he inherited, you know, the, the most profitable territory. Remember when Vince took the World Wrestling Federation over from his father, the sole focus was wrestling. Vince, even back in the 80s, began to realize that the revenues that can be gotten from the television aspect. So, you know, yeah, the, the Northeast w- was a great territory, but, you know, like him or not, Vince was the one that could foresee the advertising revenue and the secondary marketing revenue. He yeah. was the one that took it there. Remember, they used to pay, they used to pay TV stations to air their product. Sure. And Vince Jr. at one point was like, well, why are we paying them when they're making money off commercial product on our shows? That's how they got into the Twin Cities market. Mm-hmm. You know, Vern's Backyard, they bought the time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we wouldn't have had that famous promotional consideration paid for by the following. <laughs> well done. Uh, Read 50 says, and, and Ken, you'll appreciate the next few uh, sets of feedback. Uh, the Vince McMahon of today has become the Vern Gagne of old, stuck in old habits and unaware or unwilling to adapt to modern pop culture. That that goes against everything that we just talked about. Yeah, I, 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 you know, uh, I don't like to, to disagree with our, our viewers or, or listeners, but I, I think it's the exact opposite of, of what he or she just said. Yeah, he's all about pop culture. Uh, Mike is a winner, says AWA. As this, I guess these are, these are Ken Resnick fans. Ken, you have a fan club that you didn't even realize. <laughs> AWA. Wait, wait a minute. What was that you just said, Bruce? I'm sorry. The audio problem. What was that? <laughs> Ken Resnick has a fan club that he didn't realize. Listen, for everybody that loves this show, and even back before Bill Apter, Ken was, uh, was very hesitant to put his name on the marquee of the show. He didn't think that anybody uh, wanted to hear from Ken Resnick. Oh, and I was so telling him, wrong. everybody loves Ken Resnick. People love uh, nostalgia, first of all. And, I mean, Ken, you were a significant part of people's yeah. wrestling fandom. Sure was, and still is. Mike is a winner, uh, obviously loves Ken, and says, AWA could have been like AEW if old man Vern would have sold half to investors, not make his son a promoter. Uh, What do you guys think about that? Well, you know, uh, Vince, when he first was expanding, 
AWA, you know, had such great markets and talent, Vince approached Vern on a partnership deal. Yes. And Vern turned it down flat. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure Mike is, is wrong in that. Yeah, I, I concur. One more. We'll just do one more. There's a lot of, uh, of uh, expletives and things that I don't want to read. So last one is Maurizio RC. It's sad and hilarious at the same time how Vince has basically turned into Vern Gagne himself, an old out-of-touch guy who's not willing to change with the times and still thinks of himself as the guy with the biggest <laughs> member in the room. And uh, it's a little different uh Different way of saying the same thing that uh, the other person said. Yeah, but, but if, if you really look at this, and again, with the whole thing with NBC, Peacock, and all that, that the company, and it's not just Vince anymore. Peacock has the biggest Vince. member in the room. <laughs> but uh, uh, isn't that Brady, uh, uh, Brady Hicks <laughs> in the room? Uh, but the, it's, it's a whole different company now. It's not just Vince and people that are surrounding him and with him are into pop culture. And unless there's something totally that he doesn't think is going to uh, make, make a buzz or make the company make some money, he's going to listen to these people. Who you know, I, I think the, the truth is a lot of old school wrestling fans like to, to think that, and to a degree they're right, but to say somebody that just sold part of his company for a billion dollars is out of, out of touch, touch. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Peacock is spreading his feathers and walking in the WWE network. So keep the questions coming. Either, uh, you know, you can leave them on your favorite wrestling site when they cover the show and, and encourage your favorite wrestling sites to cover the show. You can tweet at VOC Nation, at Resnick. After VOC uh, is another as the tour, Twitter handle for the show. Remember, Bill After is at After One Wrestling. Someday I'm going to get him to change that to After VOC Nation. But we gotta we gotta get the uh, the funds a little bit higher so we can. Uh, well, I, would, I you know I can make that another Twitter handle, but because of my uh, uh, love for what I did for so many years with One Wrestling, of course. No. And the other thing is, is people don't like change. You, you change your Twitter handle. They go 27 or 30,000 uh, followers that I have were, what happened to them. And they're like, they get lost. And passed away years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, Bruce at VOCNation.com. That's the other way to get questions. Uh, your, your best bet is to tweet at VOCNation. Follow us, tweet Correct. us, and, uh, and interact. We love the interaction. Keep it coming. Guys, just to close the loop on WrestleMania, a significant event, big uh, investment by McMahon and his team of investors. Uh, if it failed, we might not be talking and doing this show today uh, and we'd miss out on a lot, but the card itself, uh, let's, let's just run through that quickly. You had a lot of the, um, the uh, big territory names that were uh, con convalescing. Is that, is that the right word in on New York for this event? You know, they had started to come converging. in and converging. converging, converging, not convalescing. Yeah, well, they weren't sick. Yeah, sorry about that. That's why you guys are. Uh, <laughs> you're my my grammar yeah. check. Hey, hey, Bill. Not now. We're beginning to know why he's in his pajamas. Uh, yeah, exactly. What time do they come to bring him back? Anyway, 
Long day, long day. So they're converging on New York starting in 83, uh, 84. Vince builds to this. But um, the actual matches weren't necessarily the, I mean, it wouldn't be a, a Dave Meltzer five-star event. You know, I, I, I don't think so. The first match, uh, famously, Tito Santana and Buddy Rose under the hood as the executioner. Would that, <laughs> would, would fans buy into that uh, these days? Would, would, <laughs> would... You, you can't really, you can't really say that because back in that, those days when you went to the garden and I was there every month for the shows, they always paced the lower matches up until the, the crescendo of either the middle of the show and the main event would happen or at the end of the show so yeah it was part of uh, getting the crowd warmed up absolutely room service closes early brother got to get out of here by halftime that's right not that uh, night not that night well but before that I, I didn't even mention this gene okerlund singing the national anthem so you spend all this money on celebrities couldn't couldn't you have liberace play the national anthem why put gene out there to sing the national anthem uh so not that he did a terrible job it just not so great. What's up with that? I, I, I don't know. Maybe at the last minute, you know, with, with all the entertainment, somebody said, hey, wait a minute. You know, normally at the Garden, they would just play the national anthem. That could have been a last minute. You know, shouldn't we have somebody sing this? <laughs> could be. It, it could be that. But I would have thought everything would have been as perfectly lined up. So they just might have said, Gene, you're doing a national anthem tonight. That's all. Interesting. Ricky Steamboat, Matt Bourne, a forgettable match. How about this one, Bill? No, David, no Ricky Steamboat match is forgettable. Sorry. Well, I, I guess I agree with you. And, I, and, and Ricky Steamboat, a friend of VOC Nation. I'm just saying it wasn't, it wasn't Steamboat Savage, 87. It was, right. uh, it was right. an undercard match. It was another warm-up match. But the next match was uh, Bruno San Martino accompanying David San Martino mm -hmm. to wrestle Brutus Beefcake, uh, uh, led by Johnny Valiant. And, and a lot of people say that, and I think you might have said it last week, um, David was the reason that Bruno and Vince had the rift. Uh, right? It's a story that we should save for when we have more time. Okay. Okay. All right, uh, getting into um, this, the, let's get the two significant uh, parts of the event, the main events, essentially, yeah, under the giant. When I think back on, on the first WrestleMania, one of the things that, that really strikes me, you know, the first, you know, mega pay-per-view, sold-out garden, a million people watching, you know, close circuit, you know, uh, around the country – if you look at all the matches, the thing that struck me was the number of matches that ended in anything but a clean finish. Yeah. The, the majority of them were, was something hinky, which... He didn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah but I, I would have thought, you know, so many people seeing it for the first time, you would have tried to avoid most of that. And you know, most people were there to see the spectacle more than the matches, except for the main events. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with that. And, and I think if you think back, Ken, to even the Saturday night's main events, anytime they put two names together, uh, they really didn't have a lot of clean finishes because they wanted to save those for the house shows, right? Wasn't that the business back then? Don't give it to them on TV. Wait until they 
they have to come pay for it? Yeah, and, and I kind of laugh. So many people today kind of criticize so much of the 50-50 booking that there really was a lot of that going on back then. That, right. you know, uh, we don't want to, you know, hey, let's uh, do it this way so nobody really gets beat here. Well, the it difference just like Verngania. When you did that, you actually morphed into Verngania just now. Oh, it's God, amazing. give me a gun. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, the 50-50 booking, the thing that's missing today is the squash match. I mean, back in, in the 80s and 90s, you had the squash matches to really build up the stars. And I think, you know, you're missing that in, in some of today's product. Oh, absolutely. Not- absolutely. Yep. Uh, but, but again, it was an event. WrestleMania 1 was an event. It was not a wrestling show. It was, in a lot of ways, the beginning of sports entertainment – but it was an event that you had to be at or you had to see. And you know what else, Bill and Bruce, it kind of gets lost when people reflect back on WrestleMania one, look at how much came out of WrestleMania. I mean, I think that's one of the differences that even back then when he was putting together WrestleMania he was already thinking about what could, you know, they, the storylines they could go forth with for the next six months, go to WrestleMania. Like, you know, it was when, you know, Andre beat Stud in that body slam match. I don't think even in the kayfabe era, nobody thought Andre was going to retire from this. But coming out of that, you know, match, they formed Stud and Bundy against Andre, who took Hulk. And that went around on top, you know, throughout the territory. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and look at, you know, when uh, Orton was outside and accidentally, you know, accidentally in, in quotes, uh, nailed Orndorff. And then from that, Piper took, you know, Orton under his wing, taught him boxing, which led to the match, you know, against Mr. T, where they jumped him, which led to, you know, Mr. T and, and Piper in the next WrestleMania. There was I, I nothing mean, hanging. There yeah. was nothing hanging. WrestleMania yep. took that whole troop yep. of stars, of wrestling stars, and they moved forward in a yep. line with that thing, and everybody in the world knew who they were. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the legitimate criticisms of today that a lot of fans have. It, a lot of times appears that stuff is just like thrown together at the last minute, you know, yeah. like, I mean, we, we just had a, a pay-per-view and the next pay-per-view in three weeks is going to be a rematch of the main event from the pay-per-view we just had three weeks ago. You know, there doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be the building off it like there was back then. So, so Bill, here's something following the event pro wrestling illustrated awarded the main event, uh, the main event, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T against Piper and Ondor, uh, the match of the year in 1985. No, so, we did not. The fans did. We had the fans vote. Okay, so uh, so that is uh, there's a Wikipedia error then because uh, uh, that's where that was my source. So okay, the fans voted. No, I, I may let me let me back up because I don't I don't remember. But when we did match of the year, uh, superstar of the year. Uh, villain of the rule breaker of the year, et cetera. We based it on the amount of um, fan ballots that we, we got. Um, I don't remember if we did it with that, but we generally knew after a few hundred ballots came in, who was going to walk away with these. 
All right, hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought because I want to transition. Take one quick break. We'll come back on the other side. I want to just touch on the PWI rankings and how they were done. We'll, we'll tie this in a bow. We'll touch on that, and then that will lead us into next week where we spend a lot more time. We'll do a whole show next week on the ranking system. So, uh, so get your questions in. Again, Bruce at VOCNation.com. Tweet us at VOCNation. Follow that. Follow Bill, and you can tweet Bill any questions at After One Wrestling. Ken will get his own Twitter, but for now, the show Twitter is at Resnick After VOC. And uh, you listen, Ken, just let him know. And uh, if you want to message him off to the side, find him on Facebook. He doesn't tweet anything controversial. He really, he's really. He needs to know that. All right. Wrestling with History. We'll be back in, uh, in just a few minutes right here on the VOC Nation radio network. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. VOC Nation Radio Network, Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, Bruce Ward, Killer Ken Resnick, and Wonderful Willie, the legend maker, Bill Apter. And we're also a video network. Yes, yes, yes. So big things. Follow VOC Nation on uh, Twitter, on on YouTube, and on your favorite podcast app. And, And a quick disclaimer, it might not be the video network some of you are thinking. (laughs) find ken in some other videos somewhere else i don't know uh listen uh great show today guys and uh lots of uh wrestlemania lots of wwe peacock talk and um and royal rumble so if uh if you tuned in late you know you're just kind of skipping through make sure you go back and listen uh but what i want to i'm just looking at the first issue of Pro Wrestling Illustrated when I was with that company in 1979. Wow. And some of the names you were talking about in WrestleMania, I was just looking through the the, the, the rankings page here. The PWI rankings. Now, the I want to do a whole rankings, show. Yeah. I want to do a whole show on the rankings. So uh, I, I don't think we have time today. No, I but I know, we'll... the guy that, I know the guy that put the rankings together through most of the years that he was there. I can get him here next show as a guest. We're going to have somebody threaten to kill him? (laughs) Isn't it you? Uh, I was under a hood at the time. (laughs) I was the unknown ranker. (laughs) Well, we mentioned that WrestleMania, the PWI, and, and Bill... I think we'll save all of this for next week. Uh, PWI match of the year was uh, the main event of WrestleMania. I want to go deep into the rankings, how they happened, how you came up with them, what territories you decided to rank. And, oh, there's the Rolodex. All my, if you're watching on YouTube. All my contacts that I used to call every week, every Ken Resnick. 
That's the highlight of my career. I finally made it in the Bill After's contact list. Lee Marshall, Paul on the road. Scott Hudson. Lee Marshall's on the road with 1-800-COLLECT. <laughs> Whoa, I, I, he was such a wonderful, uh, wonderful person. But uh, this is, there's, for example, and this, this, just to show you the places that I used to call here, there was the, uh, the Montreal office and all the names of the people that I contacted to, for the rankings for each issue. So yeah, this is this is legit stuff, and we we can't do this in five minutes. We need to save this for next week. Bill Sassafras, uh, Jim Ross here. I'm going to give you all the rankings for my territory down here at Mid South. That's a terrible Jim Ross. What it was you? a terrible Jim Ross, but I did call him every week, and there was a story behind that too. <laughs> all right, uh, lots wait, lots wait, of wait. when I couldn't use my Rolodex, I had the official NWA contact books of. Every office, wow! All the contacts, um, and every, for example, the uh, uh, even New Japan Pro Wrestling. These are people I called every week. That's why people have to subscribe. Yeah, and it wasn't just for PWI. Remember, we did the Wrestler, Inside Wrestling, Ben Strong, Sports Review. We did them all. So. And we need we need a lot more on the differences between the magazines, and I'm sure, uh, you know, yeah, you got to refocus, Bill. Put put. <laughs> I've gone out of focus again, gang. Yeah. All right, that's a good. That's that's life telling us that it we works. have to wrap this put week. Something in front of it. We, we want your feedback on. Uh, we're going to be developing a Patreon page in the uh, near future, uh, next couple of months. What kind of what kind of content would you like to see? There's tons of VOC Nation archives going back uh, to our AM radio days. Bill's never going to get back in focus. Bill's obviously got tons of archives, uh, video and audio, for audio years and years and years. Back from the seventies, yeah. We've talked about Ken and I have talked about maybe doing some, uh, some watch-alongs uh, for some classic shows uh, that, you know, maybe they're available on YouTube or the WWE Network. There's a lot of things that we can do for Patreon. So uh, give us your ideas. Send them to uh, Bruce at VOCNation.com or tweet them to any of the ones that I've mentioned. Uh, Bill just decided to give up video uh listen it's time to end the show make sure you follow voc nation on twitter follow after one wrestling and uh I'm just... peacock. <laughs> yes WWE Network. one of the saturday night main events and if you're watching on if you're listening uh ken just held up a jacket that he got from nbc back in what day what year ken 86 87 uh, yeah. i can't remember when but i just have the jacket still all right. Now we have to make sure that every week, just like, you know, Bruce Pritchard always says, Vince, uh, in the old days, every show had to end Hogan must pose. So every show we have to get the send off first, Bill, and then Ken. Go ahead, Bill. Well, as you, by, by the way, uh, I have to ask both of you a question. Is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. Thank you. This is Bill after, and we'll see you eventually. At the matches. Well, wrestling may not be broken, but that video feed from the from Mr. After's home currently is. <laughs>
We'll be back next week with another edition of Wrestling With History with the voice of choice, Bruce Ward, the legend maker, Bill Apter, and me, Killer Ken Resnick. All I can say is, don't you dare miss it. Right here is the future of wrestling.